This is Paul Gallant on 710 ESPN Seattle. Weekdays at 10 on 710 ESPN Seattle. At Gallant Says on Twitter. Text into the show at 710-710. Oh, hello and welcome aboard the Paul Gallant Show, the most interactive sports talk show in Seattle, in Washington, nay, the world. I am Paul Gallant. It is Thursday, May 13th, 2021, but from here on out, May 13th will be known as J-Lo Day. Trademark it. Get the t-shirts ready. More Dooley christened that bad boy. And it's going to be a fun day because you want to stay tuned all day to us. You're going to have a chance to win a pair of Mariners tickets to see Jared Kelnick until 6 o'clock. Listen, all day for the cue to call. Our cue will be at 10.30 this morning, and you could win a pair of tickets to the May 19th Mariners game at T-Mobile Park. Don't forget, fully vaccinated sections are available at T-Mobile Park. This upcoming homestand, find ticket prices and more information at Mariners.com slash vaccination. Okay, guys, Jared Kalnick, Logan Gilbert, it's official. Scott Service announced last night that those two were going to be promoted to the Seattle Mariners. I'm very excited. I'm a little anxious. Because I want to actually see these guys work out. And I imagine that I feel the exact same way that Jerry DePoto does, that Scott Service does. It's an interesting spot to be in. You are essentially, and I imagine that people have gone through this. I have yet to go through this. This is a long way down the road for me. But you've raised a kid in your minor league system, essentially. But now it's time to send them off into the real world. And you're about to find out whether or not they can thrive or if they might be coming back to live in the basement for a bit. I look at Jared Kelnick, and I think that he is definitively going to be able to make it. I feel uh, very, very, very confident in that. I could be wrong, but that guy's confidence, it just strikes me as a guy who is right away going to love being the focal point of this Mariners team to have all the attention on him. Logan Gilbert, we'll see. It's his first start tonight. Given some of the control issues that we saw from Justin Dunn last night, I would not be surprised if he has some of the same struggles that Justin Dunn did in his first start, where I believe that he had a 27 ERA. Bad nights happen from time to time. I think now that we're seeing some of the players that have been brewing in the minor leagues, up at the major league level, and I mean the big prospects. I'm not talking about Evan White or Ty France or Taylor Trammell. To an extent, Kyle Lewis is the biggest prospect that you've had come through the system, and obviously he won Rookie of the Year last year. We'll see if he's able to get back to that form as the season goes along. Got to work on that strikeout side of things. But I think right now, after about a year and a half covering this team where I have just been pleasantly surprised by pretty much everything I've seen, but also know that over the last 20 years, the reality of the Mariners has been a stark, stark, in stark contrast to what I have seen. For me, I am now removing the kid gloves. I feel like now it is actually fair to start to judge some aspects of the Mariners' rebuild, and not Jared Kelnick right away, and not Logan Gilbert right away, though we will know whether or not this upbringing that they have had in the minors, or in the case of Jared Kelnick, largely on alternate training sites, are going to have them in a spot where they're ready to go right away. But now I look at Evan White, and I look at Kyle Lewis, and I look at the development of Ty France, too, and some other young players. I feel like now you can be a little bit harsher 
when you look at that team. You can remove those kid gloves. And for those who don't know, I, I used to think for some reason that kid gloves had to do with actually like human children. But I guess kid gloves are gloves made from kid leather. It's the skin from a young goat. Oh, dark. Soft, smooth, perfect material for handling objects without leaving smudges. So white gloves worn by servants who are bringing out, I don't know, uh, fancy glass, fancy plates, dishware, things of that nature. Or today, you see people handling the Stanley Cup or the Lombardi Trophy, and they've got those gloves on. We maybe haven't done that with the Mariners, but I know I have. Because I really haven't had anything to look at and say, yeah, this is bad, the way that they're handling it. But now I feel like I have some context that I can judge this rebuild and this second phase of this rebuild. Uh, my question of the day on the most interactive sports talk show in Seattle and Washington, nay, the world, with their arrival, at what point in this Mariners rebuild is it fair to pass judgment on its overall quality? Because I don't know if I can do it on its overall quality right now. But I do think that I can do it when it comes to just some of the guys who are already up. And you guys have listened to me. You know I have doubts when it comes to Evan White. With Ty France, I am not as certain on Ty France as, as my co-host in the morning, Danny, is. But to Danny's point, he has hit at every single level. Kyle Lewis, I'm pretty sure that is a victory for you. How much of a victory remains to be seen. But you do need to work on some elements of his game. And he is a little bit older, so maybe it's a more difficult proposition to do that. But at what point? Is it fair to pass judgment on the overall quality? Let's go to Twitter first. Eric tweeted in, I think by the end of next year we should know. We'll have seen Kelnick. We'll have seen Gilbert for almost two years. And guys like Julio Rodriguez, um, George Kirby, Cal Raleigh, others will have been called up. You need to have some productive bats so that Kelnick and J-Rod are able to succeed with help actually around them. Uh, Jack Attack says, I think this is the year to pass judgment. With hardly any veteran gap fills on the roster, you should know what you have in the younger players. Fair point. And I, I, I know that that's one of the rationales for not giving money to veteran players. But at the same time, I think some of these guys, you have a pretty clear idea about whether or not they're going to be a part of your future. And to just put out guys that maybe aren't up to snuff at the major league level in the short term, eh, I, 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 I don't enjoy that when you're not paying anybody. It's not as if you're tanking or anything like that, but you're, you're, you're not maximizing your chances in, in, in the short term. And I guess you don't need to do that necessarily, but it is kind of interesting the way that a lot of professional sports teams will look at themselves in the mirror and say, yeah, if I'm not competing for a championship, I don't even want to try. I don't like that. But it is across all sports. The, the Mariners, at least with the way that they are doing things right now, are not the only team that is operating in that way. We had Jerry DePoto on earlier today, and I think the biggest question right now about Jared Kalnick's promotion is why. I mean, we were of the belief that it was going to take him some serious time at AAA before he would be considered ready for the major leagues. So I asked Jerry about that this morning on why he's being called up after just six games, less than a week in Tacoma. Here was Jerry's answer. You know, it's the... The reality is where we are in 2021 is just different than any other minor league season. And, you know, what looks like, you know, six games against, against AAA pitching 
has actually been a month and a half. You know, I mean, the the, the players who would otherwise have been in AA, AAA, they're, they were playing in Arizona or in, in Alt-State somewhere. And that's these players have been accruing experience. We just didn't register it. So it's, it's not showing up on, on a, a, an Internet website. It's not going to be logged on the back of a baseball card. But it did happen. I was surprised by that assessment. But the more you think about it, I understand why they went about it like this with Jared Kelnick and maybe not with Evan White. Because last year, the alternate training sites are different than what you had this season. This, this season, the alternate training sites actually had teams playing other teams. It wasn't just the same team every single day. So he got a little extra seasoning before that AAA level. But it is surprising to hear him characterize it in that way. And I imagine at this point in time, they're like, yeah, this, isn't, this level isn't going to challenge him anymore, which is why they promoted him. I know some people are going to scream service time, yada, yada, yada. I understand why. Honestly, I feel like you shouldn't be so up in arms about it, at least now, because that means that you're going to see an extra year of Jared Kelnick. We'll see if in the long term it affects his desire to stay here. I was surprised by that, though. A lot of people saying, oh, boy, service time manipulation. We have more to react to with Jerry DePoto, with Scott Service as well, some of the things that they had to say about both Jared Kelnick and Logan Gilbert, who, of course, were promoted today. It's 10-10. This is the most interactive sports talk show in Seattle and Washington, nay, the world. Your chance to be heard at 10-15. But right now it's time for What's Trending, brought to you by Kings Heating and Air with Maura Dooley. Good morning, afternoon, Maura Dooley. How are you now? Good morning, afternoon. We have a little breaking news. Whoa. It seems that no one can be mad about the new Pac-12 commissioner because no one appears to know who he is. Uh, John Wilner paid off his tease about being surprised by the hire and looking into who it was, quadruple checking to make sure. It apparently is uh, MGM Resorts Sports Entertainment Executive George Klievkov. Whoa. Okay. So, so there you go. he's running MGM Sports. He's in charge of a casino. I, I, I guess that's what that means. Yeah, that's. Uh, it's disappointing. I mean, Oliver Luck is so obvious, and I, I, I understand that maybe there are some budgetary constraints, seeing as Larry Scott basically made the conference into his own uh, personal financer. You know, essentially with the with the extra money that he got for his um, Pac-12 network because he can run it because he has passed TV experience, whatever money it costs to move the base of operations into more expensive real estate. So maybe this was the best that they could do. Maybe they just don't have the funds. I don't know. I can speak firsthand through my experience in the XFL and watching that league come together that I I thought Oliver Luck did an amazing job. And especially because um, he is more well-known to people. Yeah. You know, he did relentless publicity for the XFL. He went on every show that he could, and um, I thought he did a really good job of promoting it, so that would have been nice for the Pac-12, but I guess we'll see what, what this gentleman has to offer. It's just right now, it's just a bunch of people going, who? On Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, man, it's a bummer. I mean, this guy has a really long track record of working in high levels of sports management when I'm talking about um, um, Oliver Luck. I mean, it goes all the way back to like 1991. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, shoot, that's that's almost 
Plus that, he's Andrew Luck's dad. Yeah, that too. I mean, that's 30 years, plus you have the obvious <laughs> Pac-12 ties. And, yeah, I have no idea who the heck this guy is. So, I, I don't know that that necessarily is an indictment on the hire, but, I mean, I, I don't even remember his name already, Mora. Bruce felt so George Kliak, Kliakov, I think. I don't know. It's K-L-I-A-V-K-O-F-F. Bruce Feldman uh, tweeted that he took uh, BAM. I think that's the, he works for MGM. I guess that's an abbreviation for their sports arm and says and generated billions for them. Did a big deal with Hulu. He's proven he knows how to get bleep done. He's not Larry Scott. He's going to listen, collaborate and build trust with ADs. So, so that's good. I- I'm reading a little write up about him on Sportico. He's been, as you mentioned, the president of entertainment and sports there. I guess he's overseen operations, finance, ticketing, and sponsorships for a bunch of theaters, showrooms, and arena, which includes the Golden Knights of the NHL. All sounds like good experience. It's good experience, but is it college football experience? Is it Pac-12 experience? Is it is it something that actually corresponds to coming into this conference, knowing about it, knowing what works, what doesn't work, and what's best for it in the national picture as well, seeing as it's been a while since they've made it into the college football playoff, which I think is honestly priority number one right now. Yeah, uh, the more I talk about this, the less, the lesser I feel <laughs> about the actual hire. All right, well, a lot of unknown there, so we'll have to see how that develops further. But moving on to our next story. The Seahawks schedule was released yesterday. Yeah. We knew most of it before the official release, of course, but it's out and they they have five primetime games, three in a row, and a week nine bye. What stands out to you most? First off, good that they have five primetime games. They should have it, unlike the Cowboys, unlike the New Orleans Saints, unlike there's another team that's in that. The Steelers shouldn't have five primetime games either. I know that they started off 11-0 and last year, but Ben Roethlisberger is not going to be something that anyone wants to watch. It is a brutal opening stretch, and you're playing better quarterbacks this season, and I do think that it starts off with the Indianapolis Colts and with Carson Wentz under center, with Frank Reich, with a better offensive line. And then afterwards, Tennessee, Minnesota, it's it's a stretch to the season that I think compared to last year where you started with Atlanta and then a New England team that was very underwhelming over the course of last year, even though you got Cam Newton's best effort. It's a more difficult start, so you could find yourself behind the eight ball in this 17-game slate, but at the end of the year, nice couple of games to wrap things up. I mean, you play the ham sandwich, Texans, who I'm not even sure of that. I feel like they're just, they're a bread sandwich, (laughs) which isn't always terrible, but yeah, it's just two pieces of bread essentially together. You're just going extra on the carbs. You'd want to make a toast. Yeah, put some butter on it, make it toast. Both sides. Yeah, <laughs> Listen, some people they want to have a bread sandwich. <laughs> I don't know who they are, but yikes! This is the most interactive sports talk show in Seattle and Washington, Nate, the world. And this hour of the Paul Galan Show is brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration. We're going to have the Graz joining me at ten thirty in the Sports Pit, and we'll also have your chance to win Mariners tickets next week. But right now, two zero six four two one three seven seven six is how you call in. You can text into 710-710. You can tweet me at Gallant says with the arrival of Jared Kelnick and Logan Gilbert, at what point in this Mariners rebuild is it fair to pass judgment on its overall quality? I want to hear from you. It's time for you to be heard. 
Your voice, your opinions. It's time to be heard. Every day at 1015 with Paul Gallant. Be heard. One tweeter, Eric, responded to me. He wants to be able to pass judgment by the seventh inning stretch. I think that's a little rash, Eric. You got to give it a couple of games at the very least before you think that you have a notion about what Jared Kelnick can be. Ozzy says the 2022 to 2023 season, which is probably the fair way to look at it, but it's kind of boring too at the same time. DJ says after Julio Rodriguez makes his way up. I did ask Jerry DePoto about that at the very end of our interview. That's going to be my new annoying question to ask Jerry every single Thursday. Most people seem to agree, though, on Twitter next year on the Mac and Jack's Brewing Company text line, 710-710. Paul, unless someone has lived in another major league market city, they have no idea how screwed up the Mariners organization is. Oh, the Mariners run their program quite differently than all other baseball teams. The Mariners pride themselves on contentment and just being able to play and be a triple-A affiliate for all other major league teams. Jeez. They are indeed the most embarrassing team in all professional sports, something homers do not see. Dang, that's extreme. I understand frustration over the lack of success, the inability of this franchise and its entire history to make it to a World Series. But while I am taking the kid gloves off in the way that I, I think discuss this team going forward I think a game like last night with Jared Kelnick aboard and with a Logan Gilbert aboard a bat and a pitcher that you just expect more out of based off of their hype their rankings in the baseball America um, prospect rankings and all of that you do look at the team a little bit differently when those guys are here so a loss like last night 7-1 becomes a little more embarrassing when you only get two hits, and when your starting pitcher can't even get out of the fourth inning because of control issues, even though some of his stuff was good. And that is a frustrating element with Justin Dunn. And it is a frustrating element with this lineup, which is, ooh, it's not very good. And you're hoping Kelnick can change that. With him at the top of the order, it sounds like, at least based off of what Jerry DePoto had to say. You'll actually hear that audio from Jerry in just a moment, but let's go to the phones. 206-421-3776. Elliot's in Bellevue. Elliot, what's going on? What's up, Paul? How you doing? I've been watching the stream since 8, man. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday to you, sir. Hey, so in regards to what you asked him, you said, Jerry, where's where's uh, Jared going to hit? And then he said, you know what? Jared can hit where Jared wants. Like, man, I don't really think that's a good idea. Like, how much do we really want to feed into this kid's ego, dog? Like, if I'm a vet on the team, I'm not really happy with that. I like that you called me dog, first off. Appreciate that. <laughs> Second. Second, um, I, I don't think he's being 100% serious there as far as Jared is going to determine where he goes. Because if you listen to the rest of that answer, sounds like he wants to start things off with Jared at the top of the order. I do think there is an element of you want to talk with your best player about how he feels in that role after a couple of games. But I like the idea of him setting the table because I feel like he's got some similar skills to George Springer in Houston who I think was a really good player. Now he's off in Toronto. Power, speed, all that, Elliot, I I, I feel like that's a good place to put him in. So I I wouldn't read too much into the first part of that commentary. I I, I don't think that 
he is going to basically say, yes, yes, Jared, yes, absolutely. You can hit cleanup today. You can hit eighth tomorrow. Like, I I don't think he's going to go about it like that. You got, when he said that, you guys were kind of all laughing, too, so I was sure if it was serious or not. I, did, I didn't really know. I think it was a little tongue-in-cheek, Elliot, and appreciate the phone call. And you're not alone. There, there are some other people that texted in about that. I, and I know that since we tweeted out the quote of it, that there are some people that are, are, are going to read the quote, and they're going to think, oh, well, oh, that, that means that they are just basically genuflecting to this guy. I imagine some of you are like, well, why aren't the Seahawks doing that with Russell Wilson? Hang on a second. We'll talk about that in a couple of days. I don't think they're doing that. And I do think that him setting the table is a good place to go. Uh, some texts, 710, 710. And the question of the day, at what point is it fair to pass judgment on the rebuild, the Mariners' rebuild and its overall quality? 710, 710. If Kellick doesn't hit a home run, his first at-bat, he is a total failure. Jeez, come on. <laughs> I know you're being kidding. If Kellick hits a home run writes another texter in the 206. How do you think he will react as he runs around the bases? Calm or out of control? Crazy. I hope the latter, honestly. I mean, shoot, we haven't had many live sports in the last year and a half. And aren't you going to go nuts if you're at the ballpark tonight and that's what you see? I mean, that will be the best moment for the Mariners over the past year and a half outside of a couple of probably Kyle Lewis games. Kyle Lewis had that big catch last year against the A's. Uh, I, I, I don't know, though, that's a realistic expectation. But you know what? I mean, he had two home runs in his first game at the AAA level. Against Cleveland, it's a little bit of a different story, though. Uh, another texter actually likes the idea of letting Jared hit, hit where he wants. Let that confidence roll. Hmm. You know, I... I, I like his confidence a lot. I don't think that his confidence, though, should dictate that he gets to essentially do whatever he wants. And I think most people would agree on that front. You do not want to contain the confidence in any way. I think you want to let that emanate outward as far as you can and hope that it goes to some other members of the clubhouse. And I'm curious as to how they're going to feel with him aboard today. There's got to be a bit of energy in the air for all of these other players seeing that, yes, it's closer. It's closer to being finished, this rebuild. At least in theory. Text in, 710-710. Paul, do you feel like you look like Justin Tucker? Because I do. The kicker for the Baltimore Ravens. Hmm, that's an interesting one. I'm going to have to go on Google Images to take a look at that. 710-710. You can text in to the most interactive sports talk show in Seattle and Washington, nay the world, or tweet at me, at Gallant Says, or at the Graz, because the Graz is going to join me next. The Graz shared a, a, a dark text with me over the last couple of days once he heard that Jared Kelnick is going to get promoted to the majors. I am hoping that he is back aboard the Dare to Dream Express now that two guys are coming up to the majors today. It is J-Lo Day right here on 710 ESPN Seattle. Don't go anywhere. Mariners Spotlight, presented by Pacific Lamp and Supply Company. Goodbye, baseball. How about that? Here's 710sports.com's Brandon Gustafson. Two of the Mariners' top prospects will make their MLB debuts tonight as Jared Kelnick will be in the lineup while Logan Gilbert will take the mound. Mariners general manager Jerry DePoto shared just how big of a day this is for the organization when talking to 710 ESPN Seattle's Danny and Gallant. For the two of them to join today, add a little bit of energy to the environment and, you know, 
more specifically just kick off their major league careers because we, we think both of them are going to be here for many years contributing to, to what we hope is the turnaround that we've been looking forward to since we started this a couple of years ago. Mariners Spotlight. Stream every Mariners game on your smart speaker. Just say play 710 ESPN Seattle. Holy smokes. In business, it's never just another day. Every day is the day. It could bring your biggest order yet or a new cyber threat. Whatever the day holds, with Comcast Business, you'll be prepared. With the network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses, Comcast Business Security Edge to help protect your connected devices and a dedicated team available 24-7. Every day in business is a big day. We'll keep you ready for what's next. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Get started with a great offer on fast internet starting at just $64.90 a month for 12 months for two years. Plus, ask how you can add Comcast Business Security Edge. Call 1-800-501-6000 today or go online to learn more. Restrictions apply. New customers only with 35 megabits per second service and one voice line. Early termination fee applies. Equipment installation taxes and fees extra and subject to change. Actual speeds vary. Call for details. Swanson Bark and Wood Products is now open in Everett. Come get the finest quality bark, mulch, and cedar chips in the area. Just in time for spring planting, start your planting beds with the best vegetable and flower mix. Swanson Bark and Wood Products has been helping local homeowners since 1928. Prior to checking out, ask about their landscapers pricing. They'll even deliver directly to your home. Spring doesn't begin until you visit Swanson Bark and Wood's brand new location in Everett. Located at Pusey Lumber, open Monday through Saturday. We've all learned over the past year that safety comes first. And that's just what All-Wheel Drive Auto has been providing for Subaru owners for 15 years. Here's Justin Staub. You have my word. We will always do our best to keep your Subaru safe and reliable for you and your loved ones. You're never just a number at our shop, but instead a valued part of the Subaru community. Get a free Subaru loaner or local shuttle service at All-Wheel Drive Auto in Kirkland and Drive Auto Sports in Everett. AllWheelDriveAuto.com. It's 10.30, and that means it's time to get in the sports pit. In the pit where all that stuff goes down, and if you don't have some freaking toughness, you're going to get your, you're going to, you're going to fail. With all gallant. Before we get to the Graz in the sports pit, we want to send you to next Wednesday's Mariners game. Call 206-421-3776 or 866-979-3776 in one minute. If you're listening on the radio, 30 seconds if you're on the stream. Caller number three will win a pair of tickets to see the Mariners host Detroit on May 19th. And see Jared Keldick in person. Oh, yeah. We're giving away a pair of tickets every hour, all day. So stay tuned to 710 ESPN Seattle for your next chance to win. Gross, it's official. Thank you for joining me. How are you now? And it is J-Lo Day. Happy J-Lo Day. (laughs) Happy J-Lo Day to you, too. So... You sent me a very dark and depressing text a couple of days ago. We were talking about the Mariners, and I'm hoping that your optimism <laughs> levels are back up from where you were, where you of were expecting course. doom and gloom. Oh, I, I, I said the text I sent you was uh, watching out that they made the announcement, but he's still playing in Tacoma. He tears his knee before he even gets a chance. That would be that would be Mariner luck, and it did not happen. Knock on wood. <laughs> it's such bad energy, bro. You can't you can't do that before it even starts. <laughs> Well, it didn't happen. So, I mean, we'll call that a sign for the good and, and uh, the mo- most exciting two debuts 
I can't I can't recall a time where the Mariners have had two players up in the, in the same game that 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 have created this kind of buzz. Fifteen years ago, it was Felix Hernandez, as far as I guess the last really hyped player to make his debut. Probably a little more, at least internet scrutiny these days compared to 2006. What are you looking for from the two of these guys in that first game? Because I imagine everyone's got to adjust the expectations just a little yeah. bit at first. Well, the thing about baseball is you got to be fair. It's not about a game. I mean, it's it's about a lot of games. So, I mean, you just you just hope for the best. Basically, you just hope he doesn't look overmatched and doesn't doesn't tweak a thing with swinging too hard or, or throwing too hard and. And just you know, gets through it uh, as much as anything else. I mean, there's there's not much you can do that's gonna that's gonna go wrong. You know, you're coming up; it's your first time. There's gonna be some butterflies, which is okay. So it's just you know, kind of getting a look at, at at what they what they do. If you can see a good swing or two, a couple of good pitches. Well, more than a couple of good pitches, but you know, if you if you see basically decent results, that's fine. Just something to build on. It's a it's a long road to hoe, and it's you know, it's kind of. In a way, it's sort of ridiculous to get that excited about a first game because you know a first game is is not that impactful in baseball. But you know this is this is truly the sign of of this organization moving on. I mean, this is this is what this represents. So it obviously represents more than just the players' performance in this game. I'm looking at it from this perspective, Graz. I'm now going to look at the day to day results without the kid gloves because I, I and look, I, I know that that should not be a massive impact. The addition of Jared Kelnick to the lineup. But when you hear Scott Service say that they are expecting a lot out of the guy and the same thing out of Logan Gilbert, and then you take a look at last night where this team gets two hits and almost mm-hmm. gets perfect game again, and then on top of that, I mean, your, your, your pitcher's struggling with control. I think at some point you've got to move past saying, well, they're young, they're building towards something. Well, and, and it also goes without saying that these guys are, are here to play. I mean, you know, they're not being brought up for part-time duty or just to see how it looks for a while. I mean, they're being brought up as, okay, you are two of the pieces that this franchise has moving forward. Unless you really go out, you know, go out and, and, and pratfall, you're going to be here. So, I mean, I think that's the way to take the pressure off the players to a degree is, is just, look, you know, you, you're, you're, not, you're not being brought up to save anything right now. You're being brought up to be a part of the, the Mariner organization from here on. So, you know, you, you want to take some of the pressure off that way, but you know, you're right. I mean, in looking at what they've what they've been doing at the plate lately and on the mound lately, I mean, these are moves that are needed. I mean, they needed to do something, and why not bring up the future and make the future now? It sounds like they might put Kelnick in the leadoff spot, at least based off of what we mm-hmm. heard from Jerry. What do you think about that? I like it a lot. Tell me why you like it. Have you ever heard of a man named George Springer in Houston? Yes, I have. That's, yes, I have. That's why, because when I was in Houston covering that team, I, it just transformed the way that I look at that leadoff position. I think that idea of having shock and awe at the top of your lineup, a guy who can get a leadoff home run the way that Springer had so many of those, I think it's such a fantastic way to start off a game. And maybe you want him a little bit later in the lineup so that he can knock some guys in. But honestly, with the runs being so few and far between, I like the idea of, trying to shell shock one of the starting pitchers before he can even get out of the first inning. Yeah, because that's a good point. I mean, for, for, for the 
first couple of games, they don't have much film or, or any idea of what, what Kelnick's going to do or wants to do at the plate. So I can see the logic in that. Although, you know, I do like Hanniger there. And, you know, for the most part, again, he's struggling like everyone else is lately. But uh, no, I'm, I'm definitely a Springer is a good example of, of how that can, how that can really make a difference. And, you know, you're seeing a lot of top guys or, or guys, you know, big bats like judge, et cetera, in the number two spot as well. So I'd imagine that might be a possibility too. Definitely. Whatever the case, he needs to help this lineup out in some way, shape, or form. Last night, last night was particularly frustrating. Two nights ago, they had the lead. They blew it. it spoils a great start by Yusei Kikuchi. But the lineup yeah. struggles at this point in time. There are a lot of guys right now that I feel like it's fair to judge a little bit more harshly now. As you get this second wave of prospects, I would point to Ty France, who did get a hit last night. I'd also point to Evan White, in addition to Kyle Lewis, whose strikeout numbers, of course, have always been a bit of a problem. Well, Lewis, I'll, I'll forgive a little bit because he, you know, he hasn't been here that long uh, you know, this year. Yeah, yeah, he's rookie of the year, and he he should be he should be fine. Uh, you know, I saw an interesting thing. I think it was on Lookout Landing about Ty France, and since he got hit on April the sixteenth, what his mm. numbers have looked like, and you know, it, it was it's a remarkable fall, uh, and and that might be the reason for that. And Evan White, you know, has, um, you know, he's he's the he has has not produced. Yeah. I mean, he has not produced, uh, you know, at the at the plate yet. And um, you know, you, you, you he he's so good defensively, but it's a position where where you don't necessarily you know prize great defense. I mean, you, you like it everywhere, but at first base, you got to be able to hit the ball. Yeah. So um, you know, it's. Uh, Look, they, they needed a boost, period. Yep. And let's hope these two guys can give them the jolt. I really hope Evan White shuts me up. I want everyone to know that. I don't want it to sound like it's personal, but I, I'm out. I'm out at this point in time. I, I, I know these, yeah. that he's got the glove, but you, you, you need to have power at that position. You need to have power at pretty much every position. And you need to have the ability to just make contact with the baseball. And, you know, I, I think one of the surprises coming out of today, you did see Taylor Trammell go down to uh, the minors, but – you did not see Evan White. He is staying, and I guess that's because they don't really have a viable alternative at this point. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, you, you, you kind of committed to him last year, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, that's I mean, true, too. That, you know, you, you kind of said, look, this is going to be our guy moving forward, and, and you tend to try and plow through difficult times. And, and look, Kikuchi, maybe he's an example of of uh, the benefits from that because he was really good the other night uh you know yeah, he, was, he was awesome he was every inch you were looking this is what you thought you were getting yep you, know, you knew it was gonna take a little bit of time to develop but it's what you thought you were getting and and you know if you get that from him moving forward you're gonna be fine and look they're not they're not 10 games under 500 yet so i mean it's not not as though all is lost but you know tonight is one of those nights where, where i think the team the fans everyone gets kind of a jolt and uh let's hope it's a good one uh, one last question for you, Graz, and this is the Paul Galan show question of the day. God, I forgot the name of it already. With their <laughs> arrival, at what point in this Mariners rebuild do you think it's going to be fair to pass judgment on the overall quality? Hmm. Well, you know, with those guys coming up and, and a majority of, of, you know, there's still obviously some guys to come, and we know this, but with a significant number of the guys you're planning on building on here, I mean, I think I think you've got to you've got to be seeing what they're what they saw at some point this season. So I would say halfway point, you know, three quarters of the way through the season, you know, it may not translate immediately to wins and losses because you don't quite have you know certain things, you know, certain aspects of your team completely fixed. 
but you got to be doing a lot of head nodding over. Yep, I see that. Yeah, I see what they see there. Yeah, I see what they're what they're looking for there. You know what I mean? I mean, you, yeah. you need to you, you need to see that, in my opinion, before the season's over. That everybody is the great and powerful Graz, brought to you by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. Dave Grosby, Dave. I appreciate you joining me as always. Sit back, relax, kick your feet up, and enjoy the debut of two, we hope, phenoms here in Seattle. Sounds great, Paul. Thanks, buddy. Talk to the Graz next week, every Tuesday, every Thursday, right here on the Paul Gallant Show. Congratulations to Scott. He's going to be going to the Mariners game next week against the Detroit Tigers. And listen, stay tuned all day. You're going to have chances to win tickets to go to that game May 19th at T-Mobile Park, and see Jared Kelnick in person. This is the most interactive sports talk show in Seattle and Washington, nay, the world. 710-710 on the Mac and Jack's Brewing Company text line. It really doesn't matter if it's Evan White, but we definitely need somebody to shut you up. Listen, if they shut me up, I will shut up. And then I will move on to somebody else and complain about them. It's just my nature. It's the Paul Galan Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. And the question that I want you to answer with the arrival, at what point in this Mariners rebuild is it fair to pass judgment on its overall quality? A couple of interesting texts, too, to talk about when it comes to patience. How much patience do you show with these two guys in particular? Jared Kalnick, Logan Gilbert. We'll talk about that next right here on 710 ESPN Seattle. You're listening to Paul Gallant. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Every day at 10 on 710 ESPN Seattle. You know, putting on for your city is very important. Before we get back into Jared Kelnick talk, I do want to bring something up. Because sometimes somebody is going to make you mad over the course of your life. It maybe took place a really long period of time ago. But sometimes you can get something from that person. If you treat them with honey as opposed to vinegar. Paul, what are you talking about right now? Here's what I'm talking about. It's final. Former Seattle Mariner Alex Rodriguez and tech entrepreneur Mark Lohr have reached an agreement to purchase the Minnesota Timberwolves from Glenn Taylor for $1.5 billion. I understand there are still hard feelings about Alex Rodriguez leaving He lied. He said it wasn't about the money. He signed for a $250 million contract with the Texas Rangers. Okay, bro. That said, if it makes Alex Rodriguez look at Seattle as a place to move the Minnesota Timberwolves back to, would you be willing to forgive him for that? I wasn't here. I'm probably not one to tell you whether or not you should. But I would. And we can make a giant, it's okay, we forgive you card. For Alex, if we, if we want, get a bunch of people to sign it like it's a petition. Just send him an oversized greeting card from Hallmark as if it's one of those giant checks. If it gets the Sonics back, I do not care. And I know Danny doesn't want uh, Danny O'Neill from the morning show with me does not want to steal another city's team, fine. He can be that guy. I'll be the bad guy. Who's the bad guy? I'm the bad guy. So let's put together this we forgive you note because then maybe Alex Rodriguez brings basketball back to Seattle. How about that? 
text in 710-710 on the Mac and Jack's Brewing Company text line. An interesting comment as far as patience goes from the Mac and Jack's Brewing Company text line. When you were not here then, both Randy Johnson and Felix Hernandez were not in any way better to start with than Justin Dunn was so far this year. And they both seem to turn out very well. That is actually true. And I, I, I looked this up a couple of days ago when it comes to Randy Johnson. There were a couple of years where he had some control issues before it was about 1993, I think, when he turned the corner. One big difference, continues the texter, is we did not have totally impatient guys on the radio that try to create havoc so they have a job. Well, that's just not nice. And I don't think that's me. I'm just skeptical. When you criticize management and coaching, tell what you, the after-hours expert, would do to fix it. Justin does have control issues, as did Randy and Felix. Give him some deserved time to work it out. Here's the thing about Justin Dunn as far as last night goes, like he has been better this season, definitively. He is in better shape. He did everything that they asked him to this offseason. So as far as long-term prospects here, that's great. I feel pretty good about Justin Dunn because if he can make that transformation in one offseason, then what happens the next offseason? You still have him under team control. But when the control issues are continuing, you got to do something about it. What you do is a triple-A stint too much at some point this year if it continues and that's the tricky part they they're in a spot where they don't really have anyone else to roll out there right now uh the question of the day on the paul galan show the most interactive sports talk show in seattle in washington nay the world sorry i did that so obnoxiously that time with the arrival of Jared Kelnick and logan gilbert at what point in this mariners rebuild is it fair to pass judgment on its overall quality. Nathan Bishop, I think, is a very good follow for the Mariners on Twitter. And he responded, retweeting it, with this commentary. It's a good question. And as maybe the most cynical M's fan, I'm super excited for today. The team set the expectation years ago last offseason and right before opening day that the roster would be talented enough to contend for a playoff spot. I'm guessing he means this year. I'm holding them to it. Hmm. I think that I think you got to readjust it for this year. I think you got to readjust it to 500. But I do think it is fair to stop looking at them and say, "All right, well they're young. All right, well they're young." At some point, and I, I honestly, I, I feel like they probably would want this to be viewed as not some high-end minor league team, essentially at this point in time that's serving as a development um, pathway for a bunch of young players. I, I think at some point they actually want to be held a little bit more accountable or held to a higher standard, even though that might put a little bit more pressure on them. As far as expectations, one texter texted in, playoffs in 2022, or I'm finding a new team to root for. I've had enough of this ownership group and Jerry. I mean, if you've waited this long, can't you wait till 2023? Can you? But I'm with you there. I, I do think that they need to make the playoffs next season. Uh, this text was funny. But uh, in a sad way, uh, Kelnick should open up by backing up Ty, uh, Evan White, see if he can help him get some fastballs. You know, I, I don't know what to do about Evan White. I really don't. I don't. I wish I did. I, I'd be open to that. You know what? If, if, if that's something that if the leadoff spot, which it sounds like that's you're going, where you're going to see Jared Kelnick tonight, doesn't work out, maybe that is something that you can do. You can try to 
fix one man while you give the other guy experience? We shall see. I'm very excited for tonight. You should be too. Even the most skeptical, cynical Mariners fan. Take a breather for like one day and enjoy this. This is a huge moment. Jared Kelnick's getting promoted. Logan Gilbert's getting promoted. Let's go. Lots of thanks to go around for today's edition of the Paul Gallant Show. To the great and powerful Graz who stopped by, to our texters, to our callers, to our tweeters, and of course, the one and only Mora Dooley behind the glass. I am merely Paul Gallant. So long. Farewell. Happy J-Lo Day. Ha ha. Stacey can't say that. Jake and Stacey are next.